Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. All right. Hey, it's a new season, not only for our our youth ministry, but also for our kids. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of investing in our next generation. Do, Do you guys believe that it's important to invest in our youth and in our kids, right? Because they are the future of the church, and they are the ones who are going to carry the gospel message and really influence our country and the world. Well, I just want to let you know, if you, if you can turn to um, Proverbs real quick, I, I have a verse that speaks to uh, our kids in this topic, and let's just turn um, there for a moment. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says this. Oh, wait. For you to find. Well, let me tell you a story before, while you're turning there. So I, I want to say thank you for those who served at Family Promise this week. Family Promise is an organization that allows families, when they find uh, a crisis in their life or find themselves without housing, that they, um, they have a partner who can help them get through that transition time in their life. And this week, we had the privilege of hosting two families here at Grace Capital Church. And so many of you cooked meals ate with the family, stayed overnight uh, with the families. And so I want to say thank you to, uh, to, to all of you, but also thank you for Jeremy and Yvonne who really took uh, spearheaded this. But thank you um, for all those who, who really participate in this. So give them a big hand, a round of applause. You guys are amazing. Um, but I had the privilege of sitting down and having dinner with one of these families and um, and to hear a story um, just kind of made me realize, boy, we as a church continue to need to not only care for the young people in this church, but we need to reach out into our communities to care for all the youngsters out there. So this girl was telling me her story that she first started doing drugs at the age of eight and um, b- bouncing from foster home to foster home, and her, her life continued to spiral out of control. But, but to, to hear her story of, of hope, that as she's following the Lord now and trying to you know, make good decisions in her life, um, it was so encouraging to see where she's at today. But did she have to go through all of those experiences in life? Or could have there been somebody who could have been there to, to invest in her in a, in a healthy and godly way? Proverbs 22, verse 8 says this, Train up a child in the way they should go, and in, even when he or she is old, they will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way they should go. You know, I think when we talk about this verse, so many times we think that it's really pinpointing to um, parents. Like parents, you should train up your children. Of course, parents, you should be doing that. How many are parents here? How many still have kids in the house? Lots of you, lots of you, lots of you. All right, train up your children in the way they should go. Now, sometimes we think that, you know, it's, it's like we'll pray for our kids, but, you know, God, Jesus, take the wheel of my kid's life. You know, and I think that the challenge is, is we realize that, that we sometimes feel like our kids might have a destiny. And I don't like to use that word destiny, though. I was thinking about that this week, this word destiny. 
because I was thinking about, well, our kids will eventually get to where they need to go, and I actually think that's probably wrong thinking. They'll get to where they need to go is when they have people who will train them so they can get there. It, It just does not happen. So a destiny is almost like we'll leave them to destiny and they'll eventually get them. And I I would say it's not destiny is the wrong word. The right word is purpose. Every single child, when they're born as a little baby, they are born for a purpose. You are born for a purpose. Young people, if you're in this room, you are born for a purpose. Turn to a young person around to you and say, you were born for a purpose. Now, I know some of you are saying that to an older person next to you, and we can be young at heart. Every single person has been born for a purpose. But guess what? How many of those purposes have not actually been come to fruition because somebody wasn't there to train them up in the way they should go? Think about that for a moment. How many missed opportunities and missed purposes are there in not only in this room, but maybe in the world? I would say less in this room because now you're following Jesus and Jesus is the one ultimately who's going to help you find your purpose. But at the the moment that the child is born, they are born with a purpose in them, embedded in them. And it's our job as parents, but then I'm going to say as the family of God to raise up our children so they can accomplish their purpose. Agreed? When we do um, baby dedications, that's what we're saying. We're saying not only are the parents going to be responsible to train them and raise them, but we are saying that as a church, it's our responsibility as well. It's our responsibility as well. Let me just give you a few young people in the Bible and help you understand some of their purposes in life. Joseph, we read in the book of Genesis, Joseph received a dream at a a young age. Foolishly, he told his brothers about this dream and his brothers were like, you dreamer, we're going to try to kill you. We don't want you lording over us. But God had a purpose for Joseph to save a whole group of people called the Israelites. But what about Joseph's purpose? I believe he had a dad that believed in him. A dad that got a special coat for him, the coat of many colors. See, where his brothers were trying to kill him, his dad said, you know what, I believe in you. I believe the dream that you've shared with me. We need parents to believe in our kids. Parents, I'm speaking to you. Believe in your kids. Don't just leave them to happenstance. Find out what God has purposed for them and start calling out those purposes. Believe in them. Another one, Miriam. Miriam was a sister of Moses. Miriam had the wits about her at a young age to put Moses in a little basket and put him in the Nile River to save him as all the baby boys were being executed in Egypt. Miriam, 
was a young person. And, and do you have sensitivity as young people, of the young people in this room, to know if God is instructing you to do something? Because it's not only about your purposes, but maybe your actions actually impact the purpose of somebody else's life. Miriam put Moses in a basket in the Nile River. Well, let's go to Moses for a moment. Moses, who was then raised in royalty in Pharaoh's house, at some point in time said, I'm choosing to leave the riches of royalty to follow God's purposes and save a people. Moses, the deliverer. Who was it, though, that spoke into Moses' life that would actually have him have a heart for God? You see, Moses was a baby, but yet brought up into Pharaoh's house, could it be it was a mom who was praying for her son? Could it be the prayers of of the people that realized that, that his life had meaning and he had the opportunity to have influence, and yet in his royalty, he chooses to forgo his royalty to pursue God? I, I bet it was his mom who was praying. Moms out there, don't give up praying. Don't give up praying. Then there's Samuel who calls out David's purposes. David, a little shepherd boy who doesn't seem like he's going to be the next king. And then Samuel, a a guy, a religious guy, comes and anoints David and says, no, you're going to be the next king. Who are the Samuels in your life? Are you a Samuel to call out somebody's calling of this next generation When you see somebody walking down the hallway at church, are you asking God, God, what do you purpose for this young person's life? And God, are you giving me a prophetic word over their life? And I'll be faithful to steward that word that you're giving me. Are you a Samuel that's going to call out the purpose of some young person's life? What would have happened if Samuel wasn't in David's life? Would David even be the next king? There's an interesting thought. But it took somebody, Samuel, to anoint him, and and then David goes on to this journey. The other interesting story about David, though, is, is actually Jonathan, a good friend of David's, was actually the next heir to the kingdom. Saul, who was the king, Jonathan was his son. And Jonathan chose to forgo his position to see what God was doing and allow David to be elevated king. So so much of the time we think about, it's really about me and God, but what about your relationship with somebody else to help them accomplish their calling? And so much of this, these examples that I'm I'm talking about, happened when they were young. In age. Jeremiah, when he was 17, God said he was going to be the prophet for Israel. Anybody in here who's 17? Raise your hand. 17. Imagine that. God would speak to a 17 year old, You're going to be the prophet for all of Israel. What school do you go to? Bishop Brady. Bishop Brady. You're going to be the prophetess at 17 for Bishop Brady. All right, I've just confirmed it. She is already, so I've been told. All right. 
Daniel. Daniel, as a young boy, was ripped out of his culture to be placed in a very sensual, greedy, indulgent culture. But how was it that Daniel was able to stay pure in the midst of a culture that was so contrary to the ways of God? Who trained Daniel in the ways of the Lord? That when he was separated from his people and culture, was able to stand strong. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's older, he won't depart from it. Who was it that invested in his life? You see, the the kids, you don't see them here because a lot of them are already in their classrooms. But I'll have to tell you, this is not, we don't do a babysitting service here. We're pouring into these kids who are going to be the next Daniels, who are going to be the next Davids, who are going to be the next Miriams. I'm looking at Audra, who's going to go doing a little little thing for me right now. Thank you, Audra. For those of you who are watching online, Audra's my wife. I don't know I need to tell you that, but... Sometimes when people watch online, they don't get the context of what's happening in the room here. So, all right. Well, I have to tell you, though, that that when we're investing in our youth, that's why we felt like rebranding Elevate, that there's purpose in name. You know, names would change in the Bible when, when God establishes a purpose over somebody's life. And that's why we changed the name of Elevate. By the way, it's Elevate Kids. Elevate Youth, Elevate Next Gen. We are putting all of our kids' ministry and youth ministry under Elevate Next Gen because we are going to raise up a new generation. That they're going to be confident in their relationship with the Lord and that they are going to be firm in their foundation. They're going to be in the Word of God. They're going to know the Word of God but it's going to take the family of God to help raise them. Train up a child, you are the trainers. If you're a child in this room, you're also going to have to say, I've got to receive that training. And all the youngsters that are in these rooms are realizing that our teachers are pouring into them week after week that they're going to be the next prophets, they're going to be the next teachers, they're going to be the next evangelists. Let's continue on. There's a young boy who had five loaves and three fish. Who trained him to be so generous, to give up all that he had so Jesus could do a miracle. Young people, could you do that? Give up all that you have. But somebody had to train him to be generous. How about Mary, the mother of Jesus, as a teenager? Received a message from an angel Who trained her to say, to have a sensitivity to the voice of God? Somebody did. Somebody did. 
as these little youngsters come in. If I can hold it together, because... the stories and the future of all these youngsters. Come on in, little guys. Come on in. Right here, right on up here. Come on up, guys, all the way to the front. I want you to look in these eyes. Come on up. Come on up. Come on right up up here. Give him a big hand. Come on all the way up. Look at these guys. Look at these guys. Look at the future. Yeah, you guys. These guys are all part of the family, family of God. And each one of them has such an amazing purpose. And they're the future. But it's going to take people like you to continue to invest in them. I want to say thank you to all of our teachers. Can you give our teachers a big hand? Week after week, they pour into these kids. There's people also, though, like Peter Mahegan, who's a school teacher. He realizes that his church is his school. That he's pouring out, he's calling out these kids, the purposes that these kids have over their lives. Could he be the next David? The president of our country? the king (laughs) could she be the next Mary who would carry the presence of God of something that makes such significance that would change the world (laughs) could he be the next Jeremiah the biggest prophet that this nation has ever seen (laughs) you know what each one of them have a purpose Each one of them have a purpose. Can we just take a moment and stretch our hands forward as we pray over them? Jesus, I just thank you for our young people. I thank you so much that each one of them has has a plan. That you have a plan for their life and a purpose for them. I'm so grateful for our teachers who week after week pour into them. Father, I pray as a church we would continue to be generous, that we would not just say, I've got to wait to be a teacher, but I'm going to speak into their lives. I'm going to give to these ministries to keep pouring into them. Jesus, I thank you, I thank you, thank you, thank you for each young life here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you give these kids a big hand? A big hand. Train up a child in the way they should go. When they're older, they won't depart from it. Church, thank you for investing in them. 
your giving on Sundays helps us to keep investing in them. But don't hold back. If you have an opportunity to get involved in one of these ministries and our youth aren't here right now, but if you have a chance to get involved, get involved. Hey, where's our young youth? Get up here, youths. Real quick, real quick. Come on up here, youths. All the youths, all the youths, all the youths. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Look at them. There we go. So you young people, youth, teenagers, that prayer was a covering over you too. As they go into their high schools, their middle schools, their schools, that they would be lights for this dark world. That they would be prophets at a young age. That they would be evangelists sharing the good news of Jesus at their young age. That they would be the teachers who would teach the word of God. You see, God used all ages throughout Scripture. We don't have to wait until they become adults. Guys, you got that? You don't have to wait until you become adults. All right, let's give them another big hand. Guys, you may go. Go with your teachers. Go back to your classrooms. Head back out with your teachers. Find your teacher and follow them. I need you to go with your, if you came from a classroom, you need to go back to a classroom so we properly check you out. Don't go to mom and dad right yet. Go directly to your classroom. If you came from a class, go back to a class. So from my heart, Grace Capital Church, Let's keep investing in our next generation. Thank you. Some of you I know have the gift of prophecy. We prophesy over our kids. Some of you have the gift of encouragement. Encourage our kids. Some of you have the gift of giving. Give generously so this church can continue to foster environments that are exciting for our kids to learn about Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you that we're rising above the clouds, setting our kids up well to succeed in the future, that they would know you, Jesus. Father, I pray that the enemy would not have any foothold at all. That not one of our kids have to live this story of bouncing from house to house and then getting involved in crazy things at such a young age. Father, protect them. But Lord, let us have leaders who will continue to say, pick me. I want to invest in our next generation. Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, thank you for filling us afresh and anew. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill our young people. 
that even at their young age, they would be such carriers of your hope and grace. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 